The New York Islanders cleaned out their lockers, had their exit interviews, and headed off to the offseason. We have some key takeaways and quotes from that meeting, and a deserving, hardworking Islander who has re-signed with the team. We've got all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. And welcome, everybody, to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Gil Martin, so glad you could join us and be part of the Locked On Islanders family. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Want to thank everybody for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Don't forget to subscribe on your podcatcher of choice and on YouTube so you can get new episodes as soon as they drop. And we've got a lot to discuss on today's show. But first, if there's something Islanders related on your mind, if you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on a future episode Feel free to send us an email, the email address LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we discuss whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at LockedOnIsles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at IceWars, N-Y-R-V-S-N-Y-I. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest News, notes, and happenings, trade rumors, free agency, the draft. We've got it all in what should be a busy and interesting offseason here for the New York Islanders. So Monday was kind of a depressing but interesting day for the New York Islanders as the team cleaned out their lockers, did their exit interviews with management and the coaching staff, and headed home for the offseason as, uh, you know, everything pretty much was wrapping up. They did meet with the media, so there are some interesting takes and quotes. I know uh, yesterday I indicated that we would be discussing the general manager and the coaching staff. We're going to put that off until tomorrow just to deal with the breaking news coming from Getaway Day. So uh, make sure you join us every dayers. Make sure you join us for that tomorrow. One piece of, in my mind, very good news coming out of Getaway Day, the New York Islanders announcing that forward Hudson Fashing, who was scheduled to be an unrestricted free agent, he has signed a two-year extension to stay on the island. And as far as I'm concerned, this is really great news. Hudson Fashing is the kind of player you can't help but root for, and 
having him stay with the team, it's one of those deals where he just earned it. And that is really good. Hudson Fashing is 27 years old. He played a lot of games in the AHL, 280 to be exact. And once you get to be in your, you know, 27 years old, you start to think, okay, this guy is going to be in the AHL forever. And, you know, coming into this season, he had played, you know, a handful of games with the Buffalo Sabres, uh, 16 games with the Arizona Coyotes, and you, you just get the feeling 22 games with Buffalo you know, okay, he's going to be a fringe NHLer and a career AHL kind of guy. And he signed with the Islanders this year, had a solid training camp, looked really good, but got sent down. It's a numbers game. And, uh, you know, at the beginning of the season, Kiefer Bellows was actually on the team. Uh, Nikita Sash- uh, Sashnikov was on the team. Those guys made it basically ahead uh, of of uh, fashing to make the final roster. But when injury struck the team in the middle of the season, fashing got his chance, got the call up, and ended up playing a career-high 49 games in the NHL. And 10 goals, 19 points, Only 10 penalty minutes and a plus 10 for a guy who played almost exclusively on the bottom six. And it's just sort of a heartwarming story to see a guy take that next step and bring his game to the next level. So terms, as you know, is typical for the New York Islanders, they're not going to disclose the number. I'm sure it will get released, but... Boy, did Fashing deserve this contract. And look, he's a bottom six forward. He is going to be either on your third or fourth line, depending on how the team, you know, who they sign, who they get rid of, who they trade, all of those things. Depending on how the team is constructed, Fashing is either a third or fourth line guy. But, you know, he plays the game the right way. He's smart with the puck. He doesn't make mistakes. He hustles. He goes to the net. Uh, You get 10 goals in 49 games. Let's say that's about a 16-goal pace. And now that he has his contract and he knows, not for sure, but it's not a two-way deal. It's a one-way deal. The fact that he has this deal and he's likely to spend the entire season next year in the NHL really is uh, something that maybe will up his confidence a little bit and get him to even take his game a step higher. And if you can get 15 goals and let's say 25 to 35 points from Hudson Fashing, still get the checking, not taking penalties. I mean, look, 10 penalty minutes in 49 games is just what you want. You know, only 10 penalty minutes, a plus player, responsible defensively, willing to do those little things right that make 
coaches happy and that make fans happy. And look, if if Hudson Fashing takes uh, plays 82 games next year, maybe he'll have one or two highlight real moments. But boy, if you're a scout, if you're a coach, if you're a teammate of Hudson Fashing's or an opponent of Hudson Fashing's, you appreciate what he brings to the table. So congratulations to Hudson Fashing. He'll give you size. He's 6'3", 205. He, he's smart. He positions himself well, uses his body to keep opposing players away from the puck and so he can hold on to it. And just to see him take his game to that next level and be rewarded for it, to me, is really good news. So congratulations to the former University of Minnesota product. Uh, Hudson Fashing will be back with the Islanders. And that was one of the questions we had about the offseason. And then you start to wonder, does the signing of Hudson Fashing, who really made his mark when Cal Clutterbuck was hurt and out of the lineup, what does that say about who's coming back and who's not coming back next year? We don't know yet, but, you know, it's something we're going to break down and discuss in the coming weeks as we head deeper and deeper into the offseason. So good news for Hudson Fashing, and congratulations to him for that. And now uh, we've got a lot more to discuss as far as what happened on Getaway Day. A few more players uh, weighing in on where they stand heading into the offseason and what their desire is, whether they want to return, what they expect to happen. We'll talk about all that and uh, some people who didn't speak to the media. That was a little bit interesting. So we've got all that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite events shouldn't be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and their best price guarantee, you could stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. Forget planning months in advance. Game Time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. Get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. And the Game Time guarantee means you'll always get the best price if you find tickets in the same section and row for less Game Time will credit you for 110% of the difference. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code LOCKEDONNHL for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. So, as the Islanders exited from their practice facility on Monday. Uh, A few more thoughts coming to mind, and it it was interesting. One thing that was readily apparent, uh, Semyon Varlamov indicated that he wants to stay on Long Island, even though he knows with Ilya Sorokin ahead of him, he may not play as much as he has in the past. He may not even play as much as he did this season. Here's what Varley said. I want to stay with the team. 
Nothing has changed. I have a good feeling about this team and about the future. I want to be a part of it. So what does this mean? And we're going to talk a lot about the Islanders' salary cap situation in the coming weeks. But as of right now, it's going to be tight. And with Hudson Fashing's signing, even if we assume that Fashing is earning somewhere between 750000 which is the league minimum, and let's say $1.5 million, maybe $2 million max, but I would say it's more likely between 750000 and a million and a half a year for two years, you know, it's it's a tight salary cap situation depending on what other moves Lou Lamorello or whoever else is going to be the general manager. And we'll talk about that tomorrow a little bit more. So everydayers, make sure you join us for that. But the cap is tight. And Varlamov was making $4 million, uh, $5 million a year for the last four years with the Islanders. And he really, he was the starter for the first two years of the deal, kind of split time last year. And then this past season, he was clearly, clearly the backup to Ilya Sorokin. And yeah, there were some injury issues for Varley, but he played in 23 games, started 22, had an 11-9-2 record, a 2.70 goals against average, and a very respectable 913 save percentage. The other thing about Varlamov, and I've mentioned this before, Varlamov is in many ways the perfect mentor for Ilya Sorokin. And I think having Varlamov, an older player who's experienced in this league, who's been in North America for more than a decade now, uh, and is also from Russia, was a big help for Ilya Sorokin, both learning English, learning the ropes of the NHL, integrating into the culture of North America and the team. I think Varlamov was a big help to Sorokin, and I don't know if Ilya Sorokin makes the adjustment as fast and as well as he did without Semyon Varlamov being on this team. Now, Varley is going to be, uh, you know, he's 35 years old at this point. And I think Lou Lamorello would like to bring him back if Lou Lamorello does continue as the GM. But it's got to be for substantially less money than the $5 million a year that he earned over the last four years. To me... You sign Varley to maybe a one-year deal with an option for a second or a two-year deal, and you give it to him at maybe two, two and a half million dollars a year, and that solidifies your backup. You keep a, a friend and mentor for Ilya Sorokin, and I believe if he can stay healthy and the older players get, the harder it is to avoid injuries, but... If Semyon Varlamov stays healthy, and if, heaven forbid, something happens to Ilya Sorokin next year, we has to miss five games, ten games, whatever it is, and, and obviously the Islanders do not want that to happen. But Varlamov at this stage in his career, I think, is still capable of being 
the guy who comes in and plays seven or eight out of ten games and, and you know, can give you solid performance in goal while Sorokin would recover. You know, you could probably get another backup goalie for less money. Jakob Skarek had a disappointing year in Bridgeport. He did finish stronger than he started, but he wasn't playing his A game this season. But at the same time, I think that Varlamov would be a solid backup for another year, maybe two at most. And the fact that he wants to stay on the island, to me, is just a very good sign for the New York Islanders. So, you know, uh, to me, it's, it's a really good situation. And, you know, here's something that Varley also said as the, to the media during break uh, getaway day. Sorokin is my good friend. I've known him for a long time. We've had so much fun over the last couple of years playing together. It's always nice coming into the locker room and talk Russian, especially with him. We're on the same page with a lot of things like joking around or talking about the game. I've had a lot of fun, especially playing with him. So to me, it makes sense to bring Varlamov back under the right circumstances if he'll agree to that two to two and a half million dollar range. You let him play 25 to 30, 32 games, again, depending on everybody's health. And I think it's a it's a logical move. Right now, there's no goalie in the Islanders system that's ready to be the backup next year. So we'll see. You know, you could always sign a backup goalie. They become available. And maybe you could get one for less than the two to two and a half million that Varlamov gives you, but I think Varley is quality. I think the relationship that he has with Ilya Sorokin is valuable both to Varley and to Sorokin, and I think it's probably worth keeping him if, and it's always sort of a big if, the Islanders can work out the cap details. So that's uh, certainly part of it. And, uh, you know, again, Making some moves this offseason, to me, is important to free up some cap space. And we'll talk more about the big picture for the New York Islanders on tomorrow's show. So, everydayers, make sure you join us for that. We have got more to get to on today's show. We will talk about two more players and what they said at Getaway Day and why it's kind of uh, interesting and how it fits into the big picture, plus our Islanders' birthday of the day, all that and more on today's Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by a product I literally use every day, AG1 by Athletic Greens. Maybe you're like me, you want to be healthy and eat well, but it's always easier said than done. Well, that's no longer the case with AG1. With one delicious scoop of AG1 and a glass of water every day, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adoptogens to help you start your day right. This special blend of ingredients supports your gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, all these things. And AG1 costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health, and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. 
Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. Just go to athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. So two more players that had some interesting things to say at getaway day. And, you know, it's uh, this is tough for guys who are older, and there are a lot of older players on the Islanders roster. But here's what Zach Parise uh, basically had to say. Uh, Parise said that he wants to be back. And as far as he is concerned, it's the Islanders or nowhere. So, look, he's 38 years old. He did uh, a lot. His quote is, uh, it's the Islanders or nowhere as far as what he wants to do when he uh, makes a decision for 2023-2024. He scored 21 goals in 82 games mostly playing on the third line. Again, the reason you could bring back Zach Parise is because he always gives you 100%. He's hustling. He's smart. He he does all the little things right. He'll win battles in the corner. He'll go to the net. He will uh, be a leader by example in the locker room. And, you know, you look at his season overall He gave the Islanders, considering he was playing on the minimum contract, he gave the Islanders all they could ask for. Played in 82 games for the second straight year at the age of 37 and then 38. So he takes care of himself. He was a plus player, only had 24 penalty minutes, and still could put 20 or more goals in the net, playing the Islanders' defense-first system. I think... He's worth bringing back if, again, playing on the minimum salary, $750,000 a year, and he can afford to do that for the Islanders in part because the Minnesota Wilds still owe him a lot of money from their buyout. So, look, this is a situation where the Islanders may or may not want him back. Adam Pellick basically said that Parise was one of his favorite teammates he's ever played with. I think he can play as long as he wants. I think we are all crossing his fingers, our fingers rather, that he'll come back. So does he want to come back and 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 give it one more shot to win a Stanley Cup? Maybe. I think if he does and Lou Lamorello remains the GM, Lou is going to want him back. But for Zach Parise, it's either retirement or another year with the Islanders. Then there's Josh Bailey. Bailey uh, understands that his time after 15 years with the Islanders could very well be over. And when they asked him about his future, he basically said he doesn't know. Um, You know, it's one of those situations that 
you know, Bales sees the writing on the wall. He's played in more than a thousand games with the New York Islanders, third most in franchise history. And, you know, he does want to keep playing, but he said, I don't want to sit and watch games from the press box. And if, if he comes back to the Islanders, that may very well be, you know, he may be the 13th forward or the 14th forward on this team. He basically told The Athletic, it's been fine as far as his relationship is concerned with Lane Lambert. I feel we always had a mutual respect for one another. I think looking back on it now, it's rather telling getting scratched for, for four or five games into the season before my thousandth game to where we end up at the end of the season. It makes a lot more sense now, but it's all part of the past. I think it is very, very possible that the Islanders buy out Josh Bailey. That would give them about $2.33 million in cap space for next year. But, you know, look, you could say what you want about Josh Bailey. He definitely deserved to sit in the press box at the end of the year. And, you know, you could argue maybe sooner than that because of the inconsistent performance that he gave, but Josh Bailey will go down as a really good, devoted, hardworking, and successful New York Islander, and the Islanders don't make those two runs to the conference final in 2020 and 2021 without the contributions of Josh Bailey, who raised his game in the playoffs and provided the team with some really good play. So even though I agree it's probably the best move for the Islanders is to buy out Josh Bailey from the last year of his contract. And if he wants to continue his career, hopefully he could find another team to do that with. But that doesn't mean I'm not sad to see Josh Bailey, the person and the player who contributed so much to the Islanders, leave the team and go somewhere else. So uh, I, I think the writing is on the wall. But thank you to Josh Bailey for everything he did for this franchise over 15 years and more than 1,050 games. And um, it's still sad, even though it's the right thing to do, to see him move on. All right, time for our Islanders' birthday of the day. We go all the way back to the end of the dynasty years. And uh, tomorrow, Wednesday, will be the 60th birthday for former Islanders defenseman Paul Boudelier. The native of Sydney, Nova Scotia, first round pick of the Isles in 1981 and played 29 games for the Islanders in 82-83 after making his NHL debut in one game the previous year and did win a cup with the Islanders playing in two games in the playoffs, was a regular with the Isles through the 85-86 season, then went on to play for Boston, the Minnesota North Stars. Uh, four brief games with the Rangers in 87-88 and then the Winnipeg Jets before his NHL career ended. He later played in Switzerland, but uh, only 288 career games in the NHL for Paul Boudelier. 27 goals, 110 points, 358 penalty minutes. He did win a cup with the Islanders, and he was sort of a steady third-pair defenseman for the team. We go back to November 10th, 1984 for one of his better games with the Isles playing against the Pittsburgh Penguins at the Old Barn, the Nassau Veterans Memorial Coliseum, and 
Michelle Dion, the goalie for Pittsburgh, battling Billy Smith for the Isles. And in that game, Paul Boudelier, a goal and an assist. He scored on one of two of his shots on goal, and believe it or not, the goal came on the power play. Islanders end up edging the Pittsburgh Penguins 5-4. to four. So, happy birthday to supporting cast member Paul Boudelier, who won one cup and was a big part of the Islanders team that went to the cup final in 84. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day. I want to thank everyone for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Every day or tomorrow on the show, we'll have some more quotes from Getaway Day, plus we'll take a look at the coaching staff and the general manager and, you know, start to sort through whether or not they should be back on the island next year and what needs to change with that situation, whether they stay or go, what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be improved. We've got that and a lot more coming up, so join us for that. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe, and of course, let's go Islanders.